Welcome to Torah Takes. And he separated the light from the darkness. Genesis 1-4. In our study of Genesis, we have already talked about the light and the darkness. We've learned that darkness covered the face of the deep. Darkness is hoshek in Hebrew. It is related to misery, sorrow, evil, ignorance, and dread. On the other hand, God created light, and it not only means light as we understand it, but it carries with it the meaning of illumination or understanding, instruction, wisdom, prosperity, goodness, joy, and salvation. God called the light good, meaning it functioned properly in the way it was intended. In the next step of the creation story, God separated the light from the darkness. When studying the Bible, it is always important to look for patterns and principles. One of the very first God patterns or God principles we see is that God is all about separating and dividing. When I was first studying Torah and I learned this idea, I was actually rather shocked. I had always thought of God as a guy who wanted unity and togetherness and everyone holding hands and singing Kumbaya. But very quickly, I learned otherwise. When I actually started reading the Bible as a whole from start to finish, not just pieces of it here and there. Right here in Genesis 1-4, we see God's first major act of dividing and separating, and it was really a big one. Light, which is good and desirable, was divided from darkness, which is not good or desirable in God's eyes. In 2 Corinthians 6.14, Paul explains why darkness and light must be separated. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? We can all probably understand why light and darkness have to be separated, but does God separate other things? Consider this. God had to separate Abram from his family to bring him to the promised land. Then God separated Isaac from Ishmael so that the line of covenant went through Isaac. Then God separated Jacob from Esau. Then he separated the people of Israel from all the other nations of the world. In Leviticus 20.24, God tells Israel, I am the Lord your God who has set you apart from the nations. Repeatedly, God calls his people Israel to not be yoked with the pagan world around them. In fact, he even goes so far as to tell them to smash and destroy all the pagan idols and places of pagan worship as they move into the promised land. It seems that when God calls people for his purposes, by definition, they must separate themselves from everything they knew before. Jesus' disciples understood this, and they each separated themselves from their former lives and followed their rabbi exclusively. So far, most of you are probably thinking, okay, I'm with you on this. I understand the need for God to separate things and places and people. But let's take it a step further, maybe a step that you're a little less comfortable with. The Hebrew word for separate or divide is badal. It also can be interpreted as to distinguish or make a distinction between two things. When God called Israel to be separate from the rest of the world in Leviticus 20:24, 20, he then told them in the very next verse, you must therefore 
make a distinction, the doll, between clean and unclean animals and between unclean and clean birds. Do not defile yourselves by any animal or bird or anything that moves along the ground, those that I have set apart as unclean for you. Does it surprise you that God separates even animals into what he defines as clean and unclean categories? Unclean animals were not to be used for sacrifice to God or for food for God's set-apart people. In fact, did you know that the Hebrew word for set-apart is kadosh, and it's usually translated holy in your Bibles? In Hebrew thinking, being holy does not mean to engage in some type of pious behavior or have a halo around your head. It means to be set apart. And why are we to be set apart or holy? The next line in Leviticus 20, verse 26, tells us why. Be holy because I am holy. There it is in a nutshell. We're to separate ourselves from unclean things because we are to be set apart and holy as God is holy. We don't define what is clean and unclean. Only God does. But some might argue, but those categories of clean and unclean are in the Old Testament. They're not for Christians. I beg to differ. In the book of Revelation, a book that speaks about our future, the concept of clean and unclean is alive and well. The theme of Revelation 18 is a call for God's people to separate themselves from that which is unclean. In the book of Revelation, Babylon is a metaphor for the world and its systems. God calls his people out of these worldly systems. Fallen, fallen is Babylon the Great. She has become a dwelling for demons and a haunt for every impure spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable animal. Then I heard another voice from heaven say, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues, for her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes." This theme of separation that was introduced in the beginning in the first few verses of Genesis continues all the way through to the end. Yeshua's death and resurrection didn't change it. That is what is so great about God's patterns. You can always count on them.